Journey to Pascha, Holy Week 2020, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. On this holy and great Wednesday, we commemorate the sinful woman who anointed the head of Jesus shortly before the Passion. The repentance of the sinful woman is juxtaposed with the tragic fall of the disciple Judas. Not so that we may recount the betrayal of Judas in self-righteousness, but so that we too can recognize that these words apply not to others, but to ourselves. For how many times have we betrayed our Saviour and crucified him in our hearts? On this day, Holy Wednesday, the sacrament of holy unction is offered for the healing of soul and body and forgiveness of sins. Today, Father Dimitri Kokinos, parish priest of St. Ioannis Greek Orthodox Church at Parramatta, explains the mystery of holy unction to us. This is the journey to Pascha. Holy Wednesday, the sinful woman. In the Gospel of Luke, we read that one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet, and anointed them with the fragrant oil. The Gospel preserves and honours this woman's action as a powerful example of repentance for us and a model of how we can all change our life. The Church presents her repentance today as a criterion for our own before the throne of God at the hour of judgment. The words that Christ addresses to Simon the Pharisee, who had invited Jesus into his house, can be addressed to us as well. Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. When we reflect on what this woman did, we realise that it was a natural reaction to one who is in the presence of God. 
she poured out her most precious gift as an expression of her love for Christ. She spared no expense and did not allow any obstacle to distract her from her focus on Christ. Neither her past life nor the reactions of those around her who, knowing her reputation, would have been looking at her with disgust and trying to prevent her from entering the house. It is important for us today as we reflect on the sinful woman to realise that our faith is not an idea or a set of principles but is centred around a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we should not allow anything to get in the way of us approaching Christ, neither our own weaknesses nor the reactions and pressures from those around us. To be united with Christ has two dimensions. On the one side, we are as empty vessels, seeking to be filled with his grace and presence through his word and the holy mysteries of the church. And on the other side, we live a life of praise and thanksgiving and we sacrifice our lives for the one who sacrificed his love for us. These two dimensions are brought together most perfectly in a life of prayer. That is why the fathers teach us that prayer is a ladder leading up to God, for there is nothing more powerful than prayer. The woman today was engaged in an act of prayer. She poured out her love, praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, and the Lord did not allow the others to take that away from her. I tell you the truth, our Lord Jesus said to all who were present in the house. Wherever the gospel is preached in all the world, what this woman has done will be told and people will remember her. On Holy Wednesday, our church juxtaposes the repentance of this fallen woman with Judas's betrayal, warning us that even though Judas was a disciple, he allowed his life to be ruled by a passion and so he cut himself off from Christ. Whereas this woman, who began badly, was able to find her salvation by turning wholeheartedly towards Christ. As a father of the church writes, Christians will not be asked how they began, but rather how they finished. St. Paul began badly, but finished well. Judas's beginning was praiseworthy, but his end was terrible. Many start the climb, but few reach the summit. This encounter between our Lord Jesus and the fallen woman teaches us that more than anything else, what our Lord wants from us is our hearts. He wants us to seek him above anything else and to abide in him. Holy Wednesday, the Evangelio, or Sacrament of Holy Unction. Brothers and sisters in Christ, during the afternoon or evening of Holy and Great Wednesday in Holy Week, one of the sacraments of our Church is performed, the Sacrament of Holy Unction, in Greek, Evangelio. I would like, therefore, to take this opportunity to talk about this Holy Sacrament. Like all the sacraments, the Sacrament of Holy Unction was divinely instituted. We can find evidence for this in the Bible, 
In the fifth chapter of the book of James we read, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. In the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark, we read about Jesus sending out his disciples. It says this, So they went out and preached that people should repent, and they cast out many demons, and anointed with oil many who were sick, and healed them. So the, dis the disciples of Jesus, we are told, anointed the sick with oil to heal them. Of course, we Orthodox do not just rely on the Bible, we also have holy tradition. We know that the sacrament of unction existed in the early centuries after Christ. We have the testimony of Oregon and St. John Chrysostom, who wrote in those first few centuries after Christ and told us about this sacrament taking place and how the anointing of the sick with oil was performed and in combination with repentance and confession. In general, this sacrament, the sacrament of holy unction, has mainly to do with sickness, with illness. What is quite common amongst devout Orthodox families is if someone in the family is diagnosed with something serious, for example cancer, they call the priest who comes to the home to perform this sacrament. As well as the priest or priests, families often invite also other family members, close family members and close friends. And this fairly long service is performed with all present praying fervently. As well as being for sickness, the sacrament of holy unction also, as was mentioned in the Bible passages I just read out, has to do with the forgiveness of sins. In fact, if you pay careful attention to the actual words that are read out during the holy sacrament, many times during the service we learn that this sacrament is being performed for the healing of body and soul. And what makes the soul ill, of course, is our sins and our passions. For example, one of the prayers of this holy sacrament says this, All Holy Father, physician of souls and bodies, who did send your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who heals every infirmity and delivers from death, heal also your servant from the ills of body and soul, and do not hinder him, and quicken him by the grace of your Christ. Of course, all of this does not mean that the sacrament of holy unction does away with repentance and holy confession. It presupposes that those who are participating in holy unction have come to genuine repentance and have been to confession. Because the sacrament of holy unction has to do with the forgiveness of sins, it tends to be performed in the church as opposed to in the family home prior to the really big feasts of the year. 
so it is performed, as we said before, on Holy and Great Wednesday, because during Holy Week, very many of our people come for Holy Communion. Sadly, of course, this isn't happening this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Similarly, in some parishes, Holy Unction is also performed in, in the church, as opposed to in the family home, the day before Panagias, the feast of the Domitian of the Mother of God, on, on the day before 15th of August, or before Christmas. Of course, as I said earlier, Holy Unction is mainly for sickness, for illness. Saint Nicodemus of the Holy Mountain, a very, very spiritual and holy church father, said that when holy priests come to perform this sacred sacrament of holy unction, we see clearly many sick either improving or being totally healed. Firstly, due to the invocation of the name of the Lord. Secondly, due to the use of blessed oil. And thirdly, due to the fervent and faithful prayer of the holy people present. I do, however, need to explain to you another concept, and it's a concept that some people struggle with. And this is that the highest prayer in such circumstances is what we say in the Paterimon, in the Lord's Prayer, Your will be done. My brothers and sisters, God loves us more than what we can imagine, and He sees things a lot clearer, infinitely clearer than what we can see. He knows what is truly best for us. Our calling in this life is to submit ourselves to God's will. In other words, what am I trying to say? During the sacrament of Holy Unction, we are praying for healing, if this is God's will, and we are also praying for the power to cope with illness, to cope with the hardship we are going through. There's the problem and there's how we deal with the problem. Sometimes, perhaps often, the way we deal with the problem can be worse than the problem itself. As someone once put it, if someone throws you a dagger, it makes the world of difference if you catch it by the handle or catch it by the blade. Sickness, and indeed all hardships and suffering, if we deal with it positively, spiritually, in a Christian way, is redemptive, helps us to grow, helps us and the people around us. We do not have enough time in this podcast to talk about this aspect completely. I will finish up with what our Archbishop Macario said recently when they interviewed him about the coronavirus pandemic. He said this, Pain and every tribulation in life for the Christian is an opportunity to become better, to escape introversion and selfishness. Our pain allows us to come closer to our fellow man. God bless you all.
we pray that this edition of the Journey to Pascha helps you to accompany the Lord to His Passion and His Resurrection this Holy Week. For more spiritually edifying material, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or visit lyknos.org at lychnos.org where you can find more Orthodox articles, talks and podcasts to help you on the journey to your own personal resurrection this Pascha. Oh